In this episode of Intentional Power, you will hear two good friends having a conversation on why they started this podcast together. You'll hear the dialogue in between about the relationship that they've grown, how they met one another, how they have benefited from their relationship and growth and laughter and fun and stalking and some amazing boots and all that along the way. So let's dive on in and get started as they debut in their first podcast of Intentional Power. Intentional Power is a continuation of an ongoing dialogue between two friends, Tangela Johnson and Stephanie Crow. And now you. These dynamic, seasoned female leaders cover real topics that traverse the rich and sometimes bumpy adventure they call life. In sharing their experiences and perspectives, Tangela and Stephanie ask you to come along the ride with inspiration, laughter, and intentional power, as their goal is to move more leaders toward fulfilling their highest purpose, leveraging their interest and passions, making a difference in the world, and monetizing their value and potential. Hey, good morning. Welcome to our very first podcast. Woohoo! We are so excited that you're joining us, right, Stephanie? Oh, goodness, I cannot believe we've we're here. We're finally here. We're doing it. I know. First of all, I have to say I'm so grateful for, to you. Um, the thing that's wonderful about us is that we've always supported each other in in times that were like, you know, crazy, kind of down, and then also celebrated each other. So I guess we've known each other for how many years now? I think it's seven or eight. I think so. it might. We're coming up on a decade. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I know. It and doesn't... we look just the same. Exactly. We're lovely. We're so lovely, right? Beautiful, beautiful. Timeless. Yes, exactly. Classic, classic. So it's funny, just, just thinking back to when we first met, and, I, and I'm pretty sure you're right. It was like maybe seven years ago. I actually stalked you. You know that, right? You know I, that. I do not know that. I you do not know, know that. that. You know that I stalked you. Now, I'm not a average everyday stalker. Okay. I'm not. I'm just, I'm a very specific stalker. So, you know, and I can't remember all the details, but I saw you speak at an event and it was an event, um, huge, probably about, I don't know, three, four, 500 women there. I can't remember exactly, but it was focused on women and entrepreneurship. And so you spoke, and at the time you were a VP working at a bank. We you know, won't name the bank or anything, but you were, you know, talking to us about building wealth. And there was something about you that just was very striking. And I think the thing of it is, because I'm always looking for passion and I'm always looking for uh, giftedness. And I just saw that and I saw the ease with which you spoke to the group about uh, being um, financially solid and and women even thinking about finances. And I said to myself, self, I need to meet that woman. All right. But like I said, there were a lot of people there. And then then I, you know, Googled you or whatever. And I figured out that you were going to do another class through um, Chattanooga Women's Leadership Institute. So I registered for that class. And then the class was great. It was a small group. And uh, remember some of the things you said, one of the books you mentioned, I had already read. Um, so it's just like, I think it was a millionaire next door. I think that was a book. And so um, after you finished, 
I kind of waited for everybody to leave. And then we started talking. And I pretty much told you that, you know, I wanted to grow my wealth, didn't really know what that looked like. Um, and you were so gracious. And I think after that, we met or had coffee or something. I don't really remember. I remember those two events. And that entrepreneurship event was one of the first of its kind in Chattanooga. So we were sort of just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And the message that I felt I had to share um, was pretty much unscripted. It was sort of like testing mm-hmm. a certain message to this audience. And at that time, I felt like not enough women were engaging in financial conversations. I think I was waking up mid-career in my 40s, realizing that I was spending all of my day surrounded by men talking about money. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was trained to do professionally. My clients and my peers, mostly men. And anytime I spent time with women, we were talking about anything but money. Right. And the more I was looking at studies about how women were not engaging or how they just weren't familiar and confident, I think it was striking me that if we can't even have conversations mm-hmm. about money, how are we, we going to be empowered? It's like mm-hmm. practicing anything. If you're not in the room, practicing and sharing, it's... I, I had a um, a brunch with a bunch of guys and for the whole hour, everybody was talking about like deals and investments and transactions. And, and um, it just struck me. I'm in very comfortable in that space. Um, but I was like, why don't, why can't we have these conversations like this with women? Why not? Right. right. What's so improper about it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the thing that was interesting at that point in my life, I was, you know, I had kind of been in business. I've been in business for 21 years, but I knew I had to do something different to grow my business to the next level. But I didn't I didn't have the expertise as to what that looked like. Right. But I was on that path. And then finally, my husband and I were maybe on the same page about what it means to build wealth. But even with that, we just didn't have the knowledge. And so I was in pursuit of that knowledge when you and I met. And um, and you're right, when you spoke at that, that event, it was very unscripted. And I think that's what attracted me to, to, to mm-hmm. your, your, um, your passion around it. So um, I guess I was in the right place at the right time and uh, had the right mindset. And so you and I went out. I think I came to your office. I remember coming to your office first. And then we talked and we found that we had a common, um, I don't know, a common bond in that we wanted w- women especially to be empowered more so than than just focusing on our own personal needs at that time, but but really wanting to help women think deeper and, and more creative about finances and, and, and how to grow and scale their wealth. So it to me, it was a match made in heaven. The thing, also, the thing that I loved about you is you didn't judge me, right? You didn't judge me because I didn't know all of these things. And so that was pretty, pretty um, attractive to me as well. You know, you didn't make me feel bad because I had didn't have the knowledge at that time that I needed. So, Tangela, a gift you were to me was that I was testing some content and some messaging really from the heart. Um, I, I think I had male peers saying, Women aren't interested. Like there's not a market in women. 
just keep playing the game the way you've always played it, the way we play it, the way we're successful playing it. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was um, getting, you know, not discouragement, but nobody was seeing the opportunity. And when you're in the room and you think there's an opportunity and all your senses are saying it's there, but the people around you are like, that's nothing. That's nothing. It's not there. Like when they start discounting and invalidating it, um, it really does make you question yourself. Like, huh, maybe I am, maybe I just need to stick to the knitting the way it's always been done. Mm -hmm. So when you kind of appeared on my radar and frankly, when you came to my office I think I had this like spiritual moment where I'm like this high powered, very busy woman is like stopping her life to come to my office to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I have not even put a dime into marketing. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, wow, if, if just a little bit that I've pushed out, which hasn't even been a financial commitment is resonating with this audience that I think is out there. Mm -hmm. She's coming in, she's walking in the door saying, I hear you. And this resonates, this is meaningful and this will matter. And then the other thing that was so um, powerful for me was you, you know, you're obviously looking for knowledge and information. I think when I shared with you just a little bit, you know, just kind of a snippet, like here, this is how I'd break it down. I could see that it made such a difference. So there was something about the way we were communicating with each other. And I just saw you react. Like you're like, Oh, wow. I've had this conversation with other people mm-hmm. and it didn't quite click. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand it. I didn't feel committed to the plan. Right. So when I saw that we had that kind of chemistry, my wish, and you know, this as a coach, this is where I have so much fun watching you in action you can come into the room with a message, but if people aren't ready and if they don't, if they're not committed to it mm-hmm. and they don't execute on it, nothing happens. You don't advance, you don't progress. Right. And that's right. no fun. Like that's no fun as an expert in the field right? to not see people make progress. You, you don't want to waste your time and effort. That's right. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. And what's funny, I'm, I'm the, that memory is coming back to me. So I have these boots and they are black patent leather, right? And they're my kick butt boots. And I actually think I had them on that day that I came to visit you. I'm right sure there. you did. because Everything about you said kick butt. <laughs> it was all there. So th- those were my power boots. And actually, I still have them. They're still great. So probably my favorite, favorite pair of shoes. Um, but at that point, I knew I was on a path, right? So I had the right shoes for the path. And then, you know, you and I would just, we start meeting after that. And I think, again, we both supported each other. You were at a point where I could see your brilliance and I could see that that season, you know, was over for you. It was time for you to move on. And and the thing we talked about a lot was, you know, yeah, these guys or whatever, but it's not even about them anymore. It's about your intuition telling you it is time to pivot into your next destination. And so, so our conversations would go like, you're like, dang, I'm ready to do something different. This is, this is an opportunity for me out in the world. I know I can do it. And then, then I'd ask you a question like, man, I'm I'm leasing this office. And you're like, you just need to buy the office. Here's what you do. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then I'm like, you need to quit your job. Here's what you do. You know? Okay. Okay. 
And so we go back and forth. And then we have like another lunch. And then you'd be like, okay, you need a line of credit. I'm like, why? And you're like, this is why. Because you need cash. You need cash. You need access to cash. And I'm like, okay, let me do that. Right. And then I'd be like, look, stop cursing about your boss. All right. Just stop it. Calm, calm down. Right. You are brilliant. You can do this. So we go back and forth, back and forth. I think you were one of the first people that said it's time to move into a less defined space to really explore what you're capable of. And if you don't, you're settling for something less than who you are meant to be. Yeah. Is that true? That, you know, so, so it's so true. So there's a book called uh, A Course in Miracles. And, you know, um, in it, she talks about fear. I can't think of the author's name right now, but anyway, she talks about fear. We are more afraid of being powerful, right, than we are of just um, failure. In other words, connecting to our divinity, being our best and highest self is frightening for us. It's terrifying for us. Why, Tangela? Why do you think people are afraid? You know, I think I think it's because of what you said. It is so um it's so yeah, it, it, it's undefined, right? Mm-hmm. It's the unknown. So when we talk about intentional power, right? We have to be intentional. We have to move towards that. But it is a scary place to be in. Just like you talked about the corporate ladder. I mean, all that was defined. You do this, then you get promoted. You do this, and then you get promoted. You get the raise. And you get so there's a there's a structure for you. So when you walk out on whatever, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's starting a nonprofit, whatever it is that you're destined to do, it's not defined, and it's never going to be defined if you are really uh, paying attention. It's a very organic process. I'm not even comfortable with it. If I'm being honest, and I've been on this path for 21 years, I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm always listening to the universe to see, okay, what should I be doing today? Right. I'm not really certain about tomorrow. I have some ideas about tomorrow and I'm planning. Right. Um, But I'm not 100% sure. So I'm open to it. And when you live life like that, it's an adventure. I promise you, it's a flat out adventure, you know? And it's, Tangela, as you talk about the fear, I think what I've seen and probably um, what I've brought into the room, I was raised as a great student, straight A's, yeah. high school valedictorian, yeah. got scholarships to college. Like, mm-hmm. I think at some point in my career, I realized that I was so geared toward being the A student and meeting right. somebody's definition of an A that when I got to a place in my career, it was, it was almost like, well, maybe that, maybe their definition of the A is not the best A. Like I just, I had not even broken down that all of the things that I had done, which were valuable. I'm not saying don't go to school. I'm not yeah, saying don't try to get A's. I get it. But if, if you are just groomed to conform and excel with preset conditions, yep. the fear is how do I know if I'll be successful? Could I be f- could I be a failure? How yeah. do, how would, um, I would say this, you probably have navigated this, but in leaving roles, which had some extrinsic markers of success, mm-hmm. um, 
I could tell it was very confusing for some people to think of me as successful without all that extrinsic stuff attached to me. Because our society is wired in a way where we have to kind of put labels and boxes out there. Mm -hmm. And the entrepreneurial path that you're talking about has to disregard extrinsic signs of success if you really are going to explore what you're meant to explore. I'll never forget coming over to your house. This has been a few years back. And look, I've had three minivans, right? And I still have one of them that has like 225,000 miles on it. But my big, huge minivan trying to get it into your driveway, right? <laughs> without without knocking over your fence, it was hysterical. I drove that big, crazy minivan everywhere. And, you know, I'm sure people would look at me and say, wow, why doesn't she have a Mercedes or a Volvo or whatever? I'm swinging that big Bessie minivan all over the place. You know, I think we get, we, we, we've got to really look at pursuing joy. Now, the boots, the boots, the shiny patent leather boots that I wore the first day I met you, hey, they make me happy, right? Um, but happiness is temporary. It's fleeting. I'm not that interested in happiness. I'm interested in joy. But you know what? I, I want I want to kind of pivot a little bit and just talk about what we've meant to each other over the years. I will say I love the fact I have your beautiful water bottle here. I'm so proud. I'm so Thank proud you. Thank you. That you are doing the work that you have uh, that you're called to do, quite frankly. And uh, so you make that pivot. You're in that space. You're extremely successful. You're helping not only women, but whoever is interested in gaining wealth um, to, or being being wealthy in more than just money. Right. Mm-hmm. But, it, but mm-hmm. in how they kind of walk the earth. So I am so proud of you. My wish is to use my talents and gifts to work with the right people who will accrue wealth in a responsible way, in a vital way in a way that makes the world better Um, and certainly is not exploitive, (laughs) which, which there is that path. That's, that's an option. The neat thing about well-being, and it's hard for the financial industry to tackle this because it's, it's more about social sciences. It's more about behavioral. This is your sphere. You know, your sphere is organizational psychology and how groups work together and Mm -hmm. how individual thinking and behaviors affect and influence an organization, I have absolutely seen that. And so what is fun for me is that I've been immersed in numbers for 25 years Mm -hmm. and I know how to account and scale and project. But at the end of the day, the organizational movement, the human habits, behaviors, mindset, and how we make decisions, that has a tremendous impact on numbers. So I love I love that about you. And and, and the, the biggest thing is, even with all the research and all of that, it's still about the heart, right? Mm. Passion. And you have the heart and the passion for the work, which will help so many people. So as we kind of kind of wrap up and, you know, I don't know that we've done this or maybe we have done this. How would we define intentional power? You know, I think that people people aren't comfortable with the word power. They're not comfortable because I'm not really sure why they're not comfortable. I'm very, <laughs> I don't know. You know, in your I, world, they would be perfectly comfortable. Yes, I am comfortable, but I think I had to kind of get comfortable over time. I consider myself to be a, be- a very powerful 
human being, right? And so when we talk about intentional power, um, and my book is called Relaxed Power, but when we talk about intentional power, how would you define that? How should we define that for people? What do you think? So something that's really beautiful about you and I'm learning to step into for myself is this is a very intuitive experience. Mm-hmm. And when you say intentional power, uh, it can feel really foreign to somebody who has never been given permission. Yeah. And I think what's lovely about working with you is you're the person that says, stop asking for permission. Yeah. Nobody's going to bestow this on you. It's your right. It's your God given right. Mm-hmm. So just own it. Like put, put it on like you'd put on your mm-hmm. clothes. Mm-hmm. This is who God has meant you to be. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, for somebody, for a lot of us have been groomed to have permission, blessings, out of girls, A pluses. And what you're saying is that's nice, but that doesn't matter. You, you are great who yeah. you are. And now we've got to continue to grow it and yeah. share it and explore it. Yeah. And, 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 See what out, see what comes out of it, right? Yeah. It's not about being great sitting on your couch eating bonbons. <laughs> <laughs> Bag of potato chips. <laughs> you know, it's not about that. That's not even going to work for you. You know, you, you kind of have to know that you're enough. And so wh- I guess what we want people to think about moving forward, you know, after listening to us uh, today, and hopefully this was helpful to you and inspirational to you. It um, me. Yeah, me too. Hey, if it didn't help you, it helped us. So we're good with that. We are real good with that. Um, but, uh, you know, what do we want? What do we want people to get out of listening to us? So I think I want people to know that you can't do greatness on this earth by yourself. Right. Most often other people will see your greatness before you do. So we need each other to accomplish wonderful things in the earth. I fundamentally believe that it makes it more fun. You get more insight. So first and foremost, is there somebody in your life that, that supports you, that breathes energy into what you're doing? Seek them out, spend more time with them. Hey, and if it's somebody that just drains or sucks the life out of you, get rid of them, kick them, send them packing, you know, or, or try and work through it, whatever. But at the end of the day, it takes all of us coming together to be great, to be powerful. You know, what does that look like for you? And then we're going to unpack some more things moving forward. But, but Stephanie, what do you think? What do you want people? Yeah, to I love this. And I see so many more sessions on the horizon. I feel like talking about trusting your intuition and what that looks like. You and I both can share numerous stories about when we did not trust our intuition mm-hmm. and, paid the price for that. And when we did trust our intuition and how that worked out and as women, um, a lot of times we're in a place where people around us are making decisions for us. Yep. And I think I got to a point in my life where I realized my intuition and the way I was breaking down a situation was really, really valuable. And if I abdicated you know, the power abdicated the decision-making, I probably was going to get a lesser result. Yeah. So, so if there's one takeaway for you guys listening out there is, you know what, it is possible to live a very robust, fulfilled life and make money doing it. Okay. 
or, or, you know, money just kind of flow to you because you're living in that truth and you're intentional and you're powerful. So you're attracting all good things to your life. That includes money. In other words, that's a difference than you going out and then just pursuing money at all costs. Um, <clears throat> a lot of damage can be done to you as a person, to your a lot of damage. Yeah. All of that. If money is the only priority. Yeah. You can make some really bad choices. Yeah. So, so if we want to leave you with one thing, but the one thing that I would suggest you do until our next podcast is as you walk through your day, right. Being intentional. I want you to think about and notice things that energize you, things that make you smile, right? I just want you to notice those things. And then I want you to notice the things that do the opposite, the things that drain your soul, the things that exhaust you, the people that exhaust you, and also the people that uplift you. So if you just do that one thing until we meet again, uh, you'll be smarter than you are today. Stephanie? That's beautiful. And I, I don't have anything more powerful than that. So thank you, Tangela. Thanks for this. Thanks for seven rich years of friendship. I agree. Thank you, my friend. And thank you, audience, for joining us. And until next time, just be intentional and be powerful. And we'll see you again soon. See you again soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intentional Power with Tangela Johnson and Stephanie Crow. If this touched you in any way, we do want to ask you to like, subscribe, and share with your friends as our goal is to continue to move more leaders toward fulfilling their highest purpose, leveraging their interests and passions, making a difference in the world, and monetizing their value and potential.